Hey everyone, it's Matt. And this is Lucas. And this is Thanks for Playing. The podcast where we break down the most iconic video games the world has to offer. Oh! Woo! Standing desk energy. Standing desk, well, almost happy new year. Standing desk energy. Um, yeah, everyone, the standing desk really does just kind of change everything. I'll tell you what, I had a meeting. I don't know if I told the story. I had a meeting um, at work and I was just getting particularly, I did tell the story. I was just getting particularly fired up and the standing desk just made it worse. Uh, we got a fun one today, though. Little zeitgeist, little, see, it's cracking in the world right now. As always, we are joined by Hot Mickey. Hot Mickey, how's it going? Hello. We haven't actually done one of these in a while. We haven't done a Zeitgeist in a minute, so these are always yeah, fun. Yeah, I think our yeah. Zeitgeist slot was taken up by the Game Awards that we covered a couple weeks ago. That would have normally been our Zeitgeist. So it's been a, been over a month, I think. Um, but there's been a lot of good news, or you know, not good or bad news necessarily, but a lot of news that uh, we totally can cover today. Um, a lot of exciting things around the corner, too. Uh, you want to kick it off, Matt? Or should we jump right into uh, Release Watch? Yeah, well, really quickly, uh, just as a reminder, everyone, if you want to get in touch with the boys here, best place to reach us <coughs> has got to be Discord. You can find the Discord and link tree of any of our social media handles um, at TFP Podcasts. That's at TFP Podcasts, then S at the end. That is Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Again, just go into the link tree handle there. You can find us coming out. It's a good time. As well, you can also find our website, thanksforplaying.live. You can find the Discord there, as well as some lovely pictures of myself and Lucas. And finally, shoot me, shoot us an email, thanksforplayingpod at gmail.com. Uh, I will personally send you an individualistically catered Discord invite link to you. So come hang out. It's a good time. Love it. Love it. Um, release watch. What There's is a lot going on. What are we looking forward to? What have we What have we been uh, taking a look at? I have watched Glass Onion recently. It's the uh, the sequel to Knives Out. Um, totally unrelated to the first movie, other than the detective is the same. However, I really liked it. Uh, very I've very been good. To see it. it just came out right. Like I, I haven't seen week. Knives Out either. I need to see both of those. Yeah, oh, Mickey, you gotta see Knives Out, man. That movie was. Really it's funny. um. Not quite. Like I thought the first one was incredible. It's not quite as good as the first one for me, but it's still like a, better than most of the crap that comes out lately. And by crap, I'm referring to every superhero movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so saw that. Saw Fieldman. Saw that with Lucas actually and producer Sam. Great movie. Uh, yeah. Really looking forward to Kaleidoscope. Um, it's a new Netflix series coming out. It is basically like a heist series heist crime series but the kicker is you can view it in any order and everyone will have an individual order sent to them and no matter what order you view it in it'll all add up essentially like it'll be a um you know a a linear viewing experience no matter what order you you watch it in that is interesting when's that coming out that sounds really cool uh january 1st so new year's yeah all right all right, uh, I'll be gone. Just like I'll, try to, I'll try to perspectives watch. just collide into one. I'd imagine it's something like that. Um, <clears throat> I have no idea. I haven't looked into it too much, but just that premise sounds really interesting. I know, I know, Netflix has done things like that in the past with um, Love Death Robots, not in the sense of where I mean, Love Death Robots is an anthology series, right? So each one's <clears throat> you could watch that in any order individual. That you want to watch it anyway. 
but you like presented it to audiences in individual orders. So curious to see. Yeah. So I'll be curious to see how this is uh, taken by everyone. Oh, and yeah. I bought FIFA. So <laughs> oh, yeah, you want to talk about yeah. that for a sec? Can we uh, like? <clears throat> can we talk about that? Are you okay? Yeah, I uh, I, w- I haven't played it yet. I just downloaded it today. I saw it was on sale for like PlayStation's Winter Sale or whatever. And you know, some, the demons got to come out sometime. You know. Yeah, FIFA's like your like FIFA is to Matt as League of Legends is to Lucas, right? Just, that's probably fair except i've i kind of like kicked it for a while i haven't played fifa probably in three four years maybe uh so <laughs> what sparks this <clears throat> chambers wanted to play it in the world cup Uh-oh. yeah and ah. i want to play with chambers and some other people and it's just a good couch game if you have a friend over too um agreed and the World Cup in particular is just, and Blue Lock, I've just been really inundated with soccer lately. So much soccer. And just in general, too, I've been following all the the, the clubs, um, the all the leagues around the world more closely this year, too. So I've just been really inundated with it. I want to relive my glory days. I want to start a uh, character in career mode, max out his stats, and have him win the Balloon Dior, and it's just going to be so much fun. <laughs> all right all right i'm excited to see how this journey goes hopefully it remains as positive as you're keeping it right now because you have admitted that you get a little toxic when you play fifa so i'm down to see some of that at some fifa makes me a worse person all right hey you know admitting is the first step and yeah i'm not even gonna try and hide that yeah all right um i guess the big stuff for me is i know you guys will appreciate it finally caught up on my hero academia uh which took a little while but I gotta I gotta say something real quick actually about that. And this is this goes to everything, Chainsaw Man, my hero, everything. Okay. And it's it's another terrible trait about me, actually. I feel better than you because I already know what happens. And I have for two years. <laughs> oh, okay. oh yeah. my god, you, you piece of shit. Do you genuinely um, feel better? A little bit, yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like every week in our in our chat with the boys with Brocal, everyone, you know, Mickey and Edgar are like he's my hero and i'm just like (laughs) yes i've I've known for two years i've actually been picking that up from you a little bit but yeah no 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 no. i I definitely felt it from matt from the longest time it's like like, i'll make engaging conversation yeah no i'll make comments like oh matt doesn't get to be involved in this conversation because he already knows what happened so like oh we should take this to the matt chat he can still he could still say like Yo, yeah, wasn't that part really fucking sick? Instead, nope. he's like, "I fucking know you, piece of shit. I know it's sick. I know. Okay, uh-huh. I'm a, yeah. I'm a hater. I'm a hater, <laughs> yeah. and I, I think I'm better than each of you because I know how to read. So I'm okay. Fine. I'll just catch up on the plane, <laughs> and then feel better than you. No, Lucas. Or whatever. You, I guess. God, if you catch up, I'm gonna feel the need to catch. No, up I, I, I mean, I might. I usually, I usually end up doing stuff like that. But yeah. I, mean, I don't know where it comes from either. Like once. <laughs> I, I, maybe, I think it's like the same idea of like whenever people are like, oh, have you used fidget spinners? And they're like, I've been using that for years. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just, just like that you were, you're just a hipster, bro. You're just, just a hipster. You're just like feel elitist that you were on it first. I, yeah. I, I guess oh. I sort of feel the same way. Just like being like uh, like one of the only One Piece fans that I know personally <laughs> around here. Just like me knowing this incredible story that most people just aren't willing to get into. I feel a little superior. Yeah. Like, like Lucas, you can't tell me like when we were at breakfast the other week with the boys for Christmas Eve and we started kind of talking about attack on Titan and you and me were like, mm, we know, <laughs> we know what happens. And well, I don't feel, I, I actually, in that particular instance, I feel worse 
Like, I wish well, I didn't know the endings. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wish I had never read it. So there's regret there. Yeah, that's that's foul. But I don't know. I'm an asshole. It's fine. I used to be a nice guy. I don't know what happened. Something happened the last few years. You started reading My Hero is what I happened. started reading My yeah, Hero. Started, started reading My Hero. Yeah. So, okay, caught up on My Hero. And by the way, uh, I think we're, we got to keep a tally of how many episodes in a row we go where One Piece is mentioned. I think it's I think it's been going strong. Uh, it's probably literally. literally I think it's mentioned every single episode of this podcast. With Mickey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, no I got a few things else. Uh, so you, Even the ones where I missed any, out? Huh? Even the ones I missed out, because I missed out on like uh, two of them. The God of War one, I wasn't oh, here for. It. it probably didn't get brought up then. Actually, every episode you're on, it gets brought up at least once. So let's huh. just keep that in mind. Uh, Lovely. A <laughs> couple more things, uh, updates from from me. I am uh, going to Korea and Japan uh, this week. So at the time of this recording, it is Tuesday, December 27th. Um, I'll be heading out there in a couple days, and I'm very excited. So I'm all like ready to go, clearing out my fridge, uh, getting kind of settled up with work, uh, watering my plants, doing laundry, all that fun stuff. Um, I'm very excited. So I'll, I'll probably be bringing Matt and Mickey back some um, hentai question, questionable anime material. Yeah. Hen- yep. That that one. Because um, Matt specifically requested it, just so everyone knows. Uh, for the record, I'm, I'm I did not request this. <laughs> Mickey, I'll get it for you anyway. I, I, I just want to set that straight. <laughs> I... I'm I'm just stoked to be out there, you know, great food. Uh, and you know, one one very big positive right now is um the dollar is very strong uh in Japan and Korea right now. And uh you guys won't believe this, okay? This is a this I, this might be the first time I'm telling you, Matt. Um and Mickey is probably the first time I'm telling you is I'm staying for 2 weeks and my portion of the lodging costs are $350. Total? Yes. Insane. Yeah, it's That's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I want to make a trip to Japan so bad. Dude, one of the flights from LAX, our flight back from uh, Tokyo to LAX was $400. What? So I was expecting like flight, 2K. No, there's some flights from LAX to Tokyo in 2023, like early, like February and March, that are like 400, 500 bucks. I'm not even joking. Like you can How many uh, layovers do you have though? None. It's oh, Tokyo to LAX. Well, yeah. Where would you lay over? You yeah, just, it's yeah. just ocean. Well, you, you actually could lay over in Hawaii. That actually is legitimately. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So I know it sounds Hawaii, silly. Maybe, but... maybe a little detour to Australia. I don't know. That's oh, a yeah, massive detour. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe pit stop North Korea. I don't know. Oh my god! So very, very excited. Uh, any podcast listeners who are hearing this, I'll probably be in the air already. Um, so, you know, wish me luck, safe flights and all that kind of stuff. What and feel you free leave? to use Discord to- it leaves Thursday, this- 29th. Oh. Yeah, 29th. Uh, feel free to send me any recommendations for Seoul, Osaka, or Tokyo. Um, I'll be all over those cities. So I'm most excited about that. And I am going to be playing my Steam Deck on the flight, which is a 12-hour flight. And I'm very excited to dive into Pentiment. So very, very, very cool things are ahead. Nice. Yeah, not another good point there, everyone. Um, if you're not in the Discord, the next game we are playing will be Pentiment, uh, made by Obsidian Entertainment, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm making that up. I think you're right. Uh, yep, Obsidian. So very, I'm, I'm excited to play that one. Uh, most excited for a podcast game I've been in a minute, actually. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, that'll be a fun one. And uh, Mickey, huh, Mickey, what have you been watching? Um, I... The season finale of Mop Psycho just aired 
this past Wednesday for all my weebs Ooh. out there. Matt already knew oh. what happened, so. Did you actually read Mob Psycho? I did, unfortunately. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> Not unfortunately. I, I, this is one I do regret reading because I really wish I would have just... I haven't been as interested in watching it just because I, I do know and like the emotional impact. Like, for example, like watching a show like Chain Man, Chainsaw Man or uh, Chain, My Chain Hero Man. Chain Man <laughs> or My Hero <laughs> Academia is still really sick because of the... Well, I mean, Mob Psycho sells sick fights too, but surprisingly, I have not been as engaged in season... To be fair, there's been a lot of other anime to watch. But, yes, there's been a yeah. lot of anime to watch this season. But what I wanted to get at is that for any like anime lovers out there mob psycho may be one of the most complete animes out there from start to finish it's amazing it has one of the best endings of any anime and animes are usually terrible about endings they really like, are most, right. most animes are so bad making and making an ending but mob psycho just like did it so beautifully like it almost like brought a tear to my eye Real quick, uh, what, it was. what animes have had a good endings? I think Code Geass had a decent ending. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I like Geass. Uh, Geass ending. That's a good ending. Yeah. I like the Death Note ending. I like the Gurren Lagann. Yeah, no. How do you not like the Death? What do you not like about that? Okay. No. Well, like everything after Get uh, him, season. Get him. Should I worry about spoilers with Death Note? Actually, we don't, we don't need to get into it. We're, yeah, we, we haven't even dove into, it. into, into yeah, our actual yeah, yeah, yeah. news stories yet. Okay, we but yeah, Mob, Psych Mob Psycho, sick. Okay, and then uh, I've actually been playing a new game recently. Oh. Uh, I've been playing Balloons TD Tower Defense 6. Mm -hmm. I've actually been addicted to this for like the past week. Like I, I started, like, I, I started playing Stardew for the pod. Uh spoil spoiler for because that's going to be airing in like a week after this one i think right mm -hmm. yep that's uh right. i i think it was pretty boring but just not my type of game like those right. uh like chill simulator games not for me so i got bored of that pretty quickly went to balloons and just got super addicted to it <laughs> yeah i've heard great things about balloons so glad glad we got someone on the pod playing i know that uh chambers is playing Bloons Tower Defense, or at one point was really heavily into it. So, is this so a multiplayer probably, game, Mickey? Or what's, what's it this? is? It is. You can do four player cooperative, oh. where you like you split money, uh, money and experience evenly uh, each round, depending on how many players there are. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, okay. uh, and then a couple other things for sports fans out there. I'm a Chargers fan. Chargers just made the playoffs. I'm super stoked about that. First time they've done it with their new franchise quarterback, Justin Herbert, who's like projected to be like one of the best quarterbacks of all time, a, a promising talent. So it's super amazing to see him. I've literally never heard them say that before about any quarterback. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, what's crazy is I'm winning my fantasy league right now. I just lost in, my, in the semifinals. I don't know shit about so football. Dude, sad. I won my first year of fantasy too, Matt. It's kind of funny. Who's your, know, who's your like, kind of, what the fuck kind of league are you guys playing in? Yeah, what what Q, who's your QB, Matt? Josh, Josh Allen. Something? Yeah, Josh, Josh Allen. Allen Josh Allen's right. my QB as well. He's the Buffalo guy, right? Yes, he is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Matt. He's the Buffalo Bills quarterback. He's, he's, he's the Buffalo Bills quarterback. <laughs> Amazing. He's really And good. then I have Alvin Kamara as my running back, which apparently that was a risky pick because he was, it was, was he going to be in jail? Who knew, right? Like, you know, that's, I think that's why I got him. No one picked him because of that. <laughs> but I guess he's having a decent season, maybe. But yeah, no, it's fun because we did it through the sleeper app, which is cool because there's Sleep, no like. Sleeper's dope. 
there's no live trading really you have to work about worry about or, or not live trading but there's no live um like picking your lineups so it's very easy for the common man or woman to get into it all right love it mickey who are they do we know who the chargers are playing first in the playoffs uh not yet there are two more weeks left of the regular season okay gotcha but well chargers did clinch a playoff spot though okay we will see over the next few weeks as we record with you how they're doing hopefully uh hopefully they win okay let's jump into it um let's let's go let's go down the topics matt you want to kick us off here yeah so uh, i want to start with the f2 uh first one's pretty quick actually so i'll just run through it really quickly before we get into the rest but uh hogwarts legacy pre-orders were actually canceled recently because uh the last gen got pushed back to april 4th actually while the current gen PS5, Xbox Series X, all that good stuff is actually is still releasing on February 10th. Um, obviously, sucks if you're a next or if you're a last gen console player, PS4, Xbox, what have you. However, I think this is a good thing, and I think it's a very mature decision from the studio because the last thing any of us want and any studio wants PR-wise is another cyberpunk. <laughs> where the game just simply just does not run on the previous generation. So I'm I'm happy that they're doing this. I think it's important. Um, and, you know, ultimately, you, you can even see it recently, too, with Pokemon uh, Violet and Sarah. I actually, I got, I got Violet, actually. Uh, I've been playing it a little bit. Um, and it's not egregious so far, but there's very clearly, like, these people look like they're moving at five frames a second. <laughs> like, in the, like the background God, characters, so kind of. Um, but the gameplay, it's, you know, it's Pokemon it's, and it's, it's, it's a different take, kind of a unique take on it. So I'm enjoying it. But point is, I, I'm glad they're doing that. Um, you know, I think it's important to release a good product. I'm really not a fan of, for one, obviously releasing an unfinished product and two, releasing things that are considered um, like pre like early access, basically, or like the beta is being released and that you're charging for it. That's always been pretty whack to me because really all you're saying is this is a game we're going to make you pay for it and but we're going to keep updating it, which really is what any developer would do anyways at this point. And, you know, like it's not like it's hard to push out updates to games these days. You know, it's not like where you had to get it right with the disc on the first try back in like the PS2 or PlayStation era. So I'm a little I don't like that practice. I know I'm very happy to see Hogwarts Legacy trying to get it as obviously they're going to continue to optimize the game as it comes out and do patches and updates. That's, that's normal, but I'm glad they're focused on putting out a good product the first time. Right. But the, the current gen is still coming out on the anticipated release date. Yeah. The 10th. Yep. That's cool. I honestly, I think that cyberpunk could have avoided so much negative PR last year by just doing that. Or yeah, two honestly. years ago. Jeez. Already. It, it's so weird. I'd be, Cause I'd be really curious to go back and play. Cyberpunk on bunk, Jesus. Cyberpunk on a last gen console and see how that is. Yeah, like an Xbox One or something. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, it, it is. It's funny because I think that for the most part, the thing that people were so upset about was that yeah, it didn't just run well on last gen. Not the fact that it wasn't running well on like the quote current gen at that time, which is weird because it's like it's always weird to say current gen and last gen, especially because generations are so blurred these days. But you know, I think when we refer to last gen, we're specifically referring to Xbox One and PS4, right, Matt? Mm -hmm. And then whatever freaking graphics card <laughs> we 
whatever yeah. the threshold for the graphics card is, which is always like a, a line. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah. I'm also just really excited for that game. You know, I saw Lucas earlier today uh, at the climbing gym. I was just like watching Harry Potter and I just can't wait for the game now. <laughs> um, so very excited. I haven't, I haven't really, we ended the year. I ended the year kind of weird for myself gaming wise. Mm-hmm. I hadn't really been that excited about any games or any games that were coming out. And the only one that I've really enjoyed the past few months was <laughs> cyberpunk ironically um so i'm very excited you know there's a lot of games i'm looking forward to whether that's hogwarts legacy i'm really looking forward to playing pentiment for the pod hope i like it i'm really looking forward to marvel spider-man 2 so i think it's going to be a, a good year for matt in gaming is spider-man when's that spider-man coming out and then when's the new movie coming out are they like coinciding kind of similar timelines there i want to say the new animated one comes out june 2023 and then I believe the game just has a general 2023 window, but not a specified date yet. Dang, going to be a good year for Spider-Man for sure. I'm a, I'm a slut for some webs. Honestly, the animated Spider-Man, I guess, Enter the Spider-Verse, right? Because mm-hmm. it's new when it's called, what's the title of it again? Enter the, is it Enter the Spider-Verse then like 20, what is it, Mickey? I think it's Across the Spider-Verse. <laughs> Across I the Spider-Verse. I not remember. Mickey, look that up. Look that up. Pull that up, Mickey. I'm looking right now. Look right now. So, thank you, thank you. Across the Spider Verse. Uh, Across the Spider Verse. Honestly, uh, that was the best Spider Man movie. Like, I think ever we've ever gotten. Oh yeah, low key, it probably was. Like seriously, Spider Man Two. Not not only. (laughs) Okay. No. Okay. Fine. I'll say this. It was like low key one of the best animated movies like ever made. That is, yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. Yeah, just like, and I, I just, I feel like it, it like spli- like is It's amazing. crazy too because Spider Man is one on of those characters quick. that has just been depicted not even just in TV shows but so many movies so much, you know. Yeah, um, that it's you know it's really interesting just to compare all those. But yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to all the Spider Man related content. Well, one thing I'm I sure. Do, go ahead, Mickey. One thing I do want to say that I like see on uh, Twitter a lot is fucking dumbasses who are trying to push Spider-Verse to go to 60 FPS and they'd be like oh look how much better it is like no you completely ruined the movie by pushing it to oh, 60 FPS because they don't like that kind of cool like stylistic yeah, choice exactly. with the stuttering yeah uh-huh. that's so that's so whack it's so whack <laughs> yeah. it's like part of what makes it look so cool is like that kind of that whole yeah, look yeah so like charming with yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. it's part of the art yeah. style and you just there, you get some weird frames too when you speed stuff up like that. That's the thing I've noticed too with a lot of um, newer TVs. They all have like that soap opera look. If you know what I'm Dude, talking about, yes, it's it. called smooth motion. Yeah, and there's actually cine- there's that's a that's a setting on default turned on for like HD TVs. It's so awful that there's even petitions that cinematographers have put out there to get rid of it on TVs by default, like because it ruins movies so much. And like, yeah, it just doesn't look good. You go over to your grandma's house, you go over to your parents' house, and like, you watch a movie, and you're like, guys, how are you? How has this been turned on? And you yeah. haven't noticed. Well, I remember because my parents, I had to turn it off on my parents' TV, and I'm like, guys, this looks awful. They're like, what? None discuss. <laughs> my parents had it turned on for a while too and i was like how do you not how did you not notice this like yeah. you've been watching tv and movies your whole life it's bonkers yeah. what what is it doing like what is that in layman's I think terms it's literally i think it's literally adding in like an extra frame or an extra few frames to up artificially up the frame rate of the tv I, show i, I think i think it watching. duplicates uh, duplicates the frames yeah and it, yeah exactly it looks like a soap opera 
and it just it loses the cinematic quality. It just it just does not look good. I, I'm so yeah. I'm surprised that it's Steven stuck around on TVs as long as it has. But yeah. Anyway, uh, awesome. So I guess we we got a little sidetrack there. I'll, I'll dive into mine here. Yeah, yeah. Please do. Have you guys heard of Epic Games before? No. Uh, no. Can you tell me? So Are Epic they, Games, indie is company, video game company. They make a, a little game called Fortnite. Right, makes a lot of money, has a lot of users, large player base, all that. They are getting sued. Or sorry, they're getting fined five hundred and twenty million dollars by the FTC. Yeah, lots of dollars for Epic. So, uh, New York Times headline here is a pretty new thing. This is actually December nineteenth. Epic Epic Games to pay two hundred and or five hundred and twenty million over children's privacy and trickery charges. The creator of Fortnite and other popular games violated children's privacy and duped millions of users into unwanted purchases. Federal regulators said. So, uh, pretty big, pretty big landmark thing. I think this is actually one of the largest, if not the largest, fine that the FTC has uh, placed on like a video game company. Um, they've been in the news recently, kind of wielding their hammer because they did recently block um, the. And that's I know Matt, that's your next headline, but recently blocked um, the acquisition of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft um, as like a trust breaking thing. I'm sure Matt has some details on that, but. Um, all in all, the FTC has kind of been doing its thing and uh, shutting down like a lot of bad practices or monopolization within the video game industry and really checking the video game industry. And one of these things is, you know, child privacy and data with Fortnite. So the big thing is, you know, all of these games, no matter what game you're playing, these companies are tracking you. They're tracking your data. They're tracking like what your purchases are. They're monitoring voice chats, all that kind of stuff. And for kids under eight, under you know certain ages, depending on the state, um, sometimes it's 13, sometimes it's 16. For minors, there are actually special regulatory practices in place to protect the privacy of minors, right? So, like for instance, un, un, without express parental permission on certain things, you cannot accept terms and conditions, right? And certain certain things in a video game are like kind of. One of the things is like you can't use voice chat if you're under the age of 16 or under the age of 13, right? We're all using voice chat at that age because we're we don't have parental controls turned on. But there's what's supposed to happen is that a video game company is supposed to design things and put things in place to prevent a kid from being put into voice chats with like adults or prevent a kid from just seeing things or hearing things that they're not supposed to hear in certain lobbies and all the necessary parental controls. One of the things that the FTC is actually charging Epic with is this particular violation. It's uh, kind of crazy. The The quote here is, children and teenagers have been, quote, bullied, threatened, and harassed within Fortnite, including sexually, end quote. The complaint said, adding that some had also been exposed to traumatizing issues like suicide and self-harm through the game. Epic Games was aware of such harms, and the complaint said, noting that the company's user experience director sent an email to executives in 2017 seeking basic toxic prevention for children on Fortnite and asking them to turn off voice chat. And then voice chat was never kind of regulated or turned off for people under the age of 13, and the FTC is claiming that they never really made a big enough effort to protect children. Um, That's so interesting. Yeah, I find it so interesting. I, I really like, do. I'm not, I mean, I was getting yelled at by 
adults when I was like 11 and 10 playing Modern Warfare right. 2 or however old I was. Yeah. And like probably saying some awful things back to be honest. <laughs> no, I know that I, I read that and I thought the exact same thing like, oh, how interesting, you know, and I'm not obviously I'm for the protection of our children. Yeah, and yeah. All that. But I just I do find it interesting that we've like taken notice of it finally like two generations later that these places are very toxic environments for children and we probably should be doing a little bit more um but part of me is also like the parents are also relying a lot on the company to regulate something that's to to, to keep trackers on something that you could it's also very be hard thing to regulate you know it kind of makes yeah. raises a question too like obviously that's gonna be a very hard thing to track and very hard thing to regulate i think for these companies and it could probably always be consistently pretty easily circumvented by a kid just really quickly Googling how to turn off parental controls, right? Um, it'd be interesting, too, if, uh, like, say, hypothetically, Epic Games did some sort of double verification thing where, like, there's a parent side to an account and then a child side to an account, you know, if you want to, like, browse online stuff or whatever. But then the parent side can say, okay, my kid is this years old. I don't want them to hear this kind of things. And then the game can actually filter them in, to, you know, lobbies specifically with kids their ages. You know, that'd be, yeah. that'd be interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. I, I think that, uh, so that like, I just, my mind immediately goes through that hypothetical is like, let's say you do put your kids into a lobby with other kids. You as a parent, those kids are probably saying some fucked up stuff too. Like yeah. I wouldn't, if you're, if you have a 10 year old, like, in an online lobby with other 10 year olds, there's still going to be really bad stuff being said. I don't care. Like I think, I think that's getting a little scary because then you can get like adults posing as kids getting into those lobbies. Oh geez. Yeah. That's a, like you, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, you're enabling that too much with yeah, that's a, good a lobby point. like that. That's that. a good point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, ultimately I think parents really got to be listening to what their kids are listening to. It's always been the same answer, right? It's like, Oh, this music is really bad for our kids you know, let's try and ban it rather than let me stop my kid from listening to it in the house or like, you know, to intervene a little bit more. Um, Actually pay children. attention to what your kids do with the video game instead of just like leaving them in the corner and doing what they want. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you're not listening to like if that kid, like if the kid in this article, the picture has his headphones on. You don't know what's going into those headphones, you know? That's um, true. That's true. I think ultimately, I, I, think, I think the solution right, is just better education for kids. As yeah, far yeah. as like better education, I think it's good. I think parents need to like learn the video game that their kids are playing so they can understand like what's happening uh in each game and like who they can talk who they have access to in each of these multiplayer games. Like say like if my if my kid was playing League of Legends, I, like and I'm familiar with the game, I know there's no voice chat. So I'm like it's very yeah. difficult for them to actually interact <laughs> with other people. Like if, so if my kid is playing League of Legends, we got bigger issues. Than <laughs> I was gonna say, like, like, I mean, I think that's where I draw the line. Is for our <laughs> kids out. That kid's out of the house. Yeah. I, honestly, I, I was just doing an example that, like, did, I, know, I didn't I, have voice chat. I, I think, I think that it's actually fairly easy for these developers to probably institute some changes, like especially with parental controls. Like, you literally just don't allow your kid to use voice chat in game, and only allow them to use party chat. And you know, you know that their parties are only going to be their close friends. That yeah, like you need like a you need like a parental password or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe if League of Legends parental controls are turned on, you just don't have all chat on. I mean, your teammates are still going to be assholes, but like at least there's not people on the enemy team destroying you or something or like yep. 
being very mean. I don't know. The other the other thing too um, is what they call dark patterns. Uh, so this is another sort of thing that the FTC is actually bringing up with this five hundred and twenty million dollar uh, you know fine. Um, dark patterns are basically things that Epic has been doing to quote trick people into making purchases that they didn't mean to make purchases on. So in the here's the quote here in a separate dark patterns complaint against Epic Games regulators said Fortnite's user interface had a counterintuitive, inconsistent, and confusing layout that led users to incur charges with the single press of a button. Players could be charged while trying to activate the game from sleep mode or while the game was loading a screen, the complaint said. Children ended up racking up charges without their parents' knowledge. Despite a range of complaints from players and pleas from employees, the company used manipulative tactics to deter consumers from canceling unauthorized charges or requesting refunds, regulators said. These dark pattern techniques resulted in hundreds of millions of dollars in unwanted charges for users, the agency said. Reactions on that one? I mean, anytime that you might be buying something and not realizing it's going to be problematic, you know, right? Um, yeah. So just bad, just bad. <laughs> I, I, I think I remember hearing a story years ago of a guy that bought, this might have been like iPhone era, like some teenager racked up like $10,000 in purchases on his mom's credit card through some iPhone game, you know, when I was in high school and it was like a nightmare scenario. And that scared so many parents like, oh my God, what are my kids buying online? Where is my credit card connected? And there's sort of like this fear that, your kid can like just purchase loot boxes at an ungodly rate and like rack up the bill. Um, I, I mean, I think that it's reasonable to want a company to actually have like maybe two factor auth or like, you know, a text message that's like, Hey, you bought this, you know, or something like that. But that being said, you know, credit cards and financial institutions usually have like credit card notifications and stuff like that. So I, yeah. it seems, it seems like a little, um, it seems crazy to think that like a kid could buy like th a thousands or mil like uh, hundreds of millions of dollars in unwanted charges. Like that's there's there's some people not paying attention to their notifications somewhere. <laughs> Someone's not paying attention yeah. to something. Okay. At, at a certain point, you have to question what the heck is the parent doing. Yeah, Mickey, what do you what, what do you guys? Say? I was just like like the most like you're probably like seeing is just maybe like like a couple thousand dollars, like no one's getting like an absurd, like tens of thousands of dollars racked up in charges from these. It's just like built, like there's just so many cases of this happening that it's built up to millions of dollars. Like they're alluding to. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's really what it comes down to. I mean, if people, if they're not issuing refunds appropriately, yeah. Like fuck that. They, you know, which, they got to be, which is weird. Cause that. like you know, almost any website, like where like I try to, I've realized I've like accidentally subscribed again when I wanted to cancel it and I'll email like the company back and almost all of them will refund me. Yeah. Like, I've rarely yeah. had a time happen where they wouldn't. Yeah. They're claiming that pe they weren't giving out refunds. Like they weren't, they just weren't canceling unauthorized charges or requesting refunds. So, you know, uh, if, if that's happening, then yeah, they, they do deserve to be fined, you know, but again, I think that there has to be a healthy balance of like parents paying attention to what the kids are doing. The parents like, you know, not putting their credit card maybe in a, a vulnerable place where you can just rack up nonstop charges with no notifications or no way of tracking um, in your own way, right? And also teaching your kids like, hey, don't freaking buy that. Like that is money. <laughs> like also like, you know, as a parent trying to maybe familiarize yourself with like 
the ecosystem and saying like, hey, if you push this button or these two buttons, it'll purchase something and that's money and money's important and we can't just be spending it rapidly and stuff like that. I, I think I, I would be curious to hear from the parents out there to see what, what they're doing to sort of, you know, circumvent this kind of stuff or teach kids if it's like a learning opportunity um, or even on like the you know, the inappropriate party chat and game chat type stuff, you know, what parents are are really doing these days. I know? think what they need to do is just not save their credit card on their child's uh, video game console. Just and put it every time they want to buy something. That's it. Don't save yeah. it. Good idea. Good idea. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Hot Mickey. All right, All Mickey, right. what you got? Uh, there's actually been big drama uh, coming up in the crypto space. For those of you familiar with Logan Paul, he actually has oh the a, zoo, the, the zoo, monkey, yeah, the yeah. zoo thing. Do you watch Coffeezilla, Mickey? Uh, not directly, but like, uh, pretty much. I I know of Coffeezilla and like Coffeezilla is a he's, great, really he's, good he's, a, he's a great reporter. Like anytime there's anything fishy. He gets to the bottom of it and double checks every single thing. It's actually pretty dope, but uh, it, that's where I got like most of the story from. Is Coffeezilla though, uh, through like other sources that direct to Coffeezilla. But so essentially, J- uh, Logan Paul has has made a game uh, where like you have like it's like I forget what the name is. It's like Zoo something, uh, where you ha- get you get an NFT of like pictures of animals and then you you're supposed to mate them to create a new picture to create an egg and you're supposed to hatch them to create a new nft and pretty much that's pretty much just the game you just (laughs) mate (laughs) pictures together to create a new one that's it problem Mm -hmm. was whoa the problem is even that was too much of an ask for them that doesn't even work you could not hatch eggs it was broken yeah the the whole thing just essentially didn't work basically and you know these assets these animals you could hatch were really just like very lightly edited stock photos of animals it's truly you know the jury's still out a tree who truly who is mostly at fault but ultimately this is a you know a project that had logan paul's name on it and whether he intentionally did or not basically was promoting by talking about it as his project. Um, so, you know, I mean, it, it's just, it, it's shitty, you know, and really all these NFT projects that, you know, I can't think of any successful one, right? Yeah. How do people keep doing these? Like, <laughs> I, I don't understand <laughs> it. Every single one crashes and burns and it turns out to be a scam. Yeah. It's, uh, could it's be pretty lame. <laughs> Overall, pretty lame, I think. And I just hope that because a lot of people like, you know, invested in this game, hoping they could profit from it and play the game. And for a lot of those people, like people lost hundreds of thousands of dollars, even, you know, Um, so it's not it's not great. It's not great. The FTC should be suing them, dude. And Epic Games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a question I had uh, going back to the FTC thing uh, is. When they find people, where does that money go? I actually mm, don't know. Good, good question. Like, Back into the taxpayers' like, pocket. They're <laughs> suing Epic Games for like five hundred million, whatever it was. Where the fuck does that go if they pay it off? I don't. I don't know, man. I mean, it it it, it goes to the U.S. Army. 
that's where that you that's for damn sure where it goes yeah okay but that's all i had with the nft thing yeah i'm very curious to see what the future of you know i think because of just how low crypto has been or not low per se but how much it's decreased really all of 2022 you know it's been in kind of a hot hot seat so curious to see where it goes in the future um all right i got one for y'all um kind of going with the whole lawsuit theme we got going on here not really lawsuit but suing um this actually happened several weeks ago. Uh, December 8th was when this came out from the FTC. However, I don't think we might have had a message in the Discord, but we never really talked about it formally, I don't believe. And, you know, it, it is worth talking about. So for those that haven't heard, the FTC is seeking to block uh, Microsoft's... Um, can't talk. Microsoft's acquisition <laughs> of Activision Blizzard. And this is a pretty big deal for a lot of reasons one because well just from like a like a an economic sense like this is something that drastically affected the stock price you know people bought it over this people sold it over this you know so just now that that the ftc is like kind of backpedaling on not backpedaling like it's you know blocking you have to blocking it at this point is pretty insane um moreover I don't know. I, I, I actually, I do think it's a good thing because I, I think the more competition in this space is good. And I don't want this to turn. I don't want the game space to turn into very clear lines of, if you want to play this game, you better have a fucking PlayStation. Or if you want to play this game, you better have a steam deck, maybe even one day or an Xbox, whatever it is. So I, I, I don't, even though that is what's happening right now, largely, I don't love that it is really turning into just whoever can buy the most studios. Uh, obviously, this is a huge one, Activision Blizzard. Um, so it's not ideal to see this yeah. um, potentially happen. So I'm, I'm all for the FTC blocking it. Um, some of the reasons they, cite, they cited were, in a complaint issued today, the FTC pointed to Microsoft's record of acquiring and using a valuable gaming content to suppress competition from rival consoles including its acquisition of acquisition of Zenimax, parent company of Bethesda Softworks. Microsoft decided to make several of Bethesda's titles, including Starfield and Redfall. Microsoft exclusives, despite assurances it had given to anti-European European antitrust authorities that it had no incentive to withhold game games from the rival consoles. And you know, I mean I'm all for that, honestly, because I really want to play Starfield and I would love to play it on a next gen <laughs> console. Yeah, but I'm gonna have I have Game Pass on my PC, so I'm gonna have to play it on that. I'm probably pretty low graphics because my PC PC isn't that strong. So, you know, bummer, huge bummer. Yeah, so I'm a I'm not a fan. I I understand. There's two there's two parts, Matt. There's there's the proletariat and then there's the capitalist. You know, the capitalist to me understands why the business people are doing this. <laughs> I really get it. It makes total business sense to acquire these. And if you can get it past the FTC, fuck yeah. If I was, you know, Microsoft CEO, whoever it is right now, I'd say, hell yeah, do that. It's the right move. It's the right, it's the right business move. Yeah. Yes. But as a consumer, as a proletariat that consumes these, as a gamer. these products, as a gamer that wants other gamers to continue to have good gaming experiences, this is fucking whack. <laughs> you know, yeah. like imag imagine a world where movie theaters weren't on the brink of extinction and imagine, you know, 
cinema or you know Edwards or Cinemax, whatever theater chain, buys Cinem- the rights. Cinemark. Cinemark, that's the one, buys the rights to Marvel movies. And then all of a somehow they afford to do that. And then all these great AMC studios can't you can't go see Marvel movies in them anymore. That's like kind of what this is in my mind, you know? It's the same yeah. thing as Netflix studios buying individual series to put on their platform exclusively or for like Peacock to have the office exclusively, whatever it is. And in fact, in many ways it's worse than that because they're not buying just the individual property. They're buying the companies, the studios that make these. So it affects all future games because like Activision Blizzard, you know, there's a lot of, there's always room for new studios to come up. Um, but it's just going to get harder and harder for new studio. There's always going to be an active and thriving indie scene for sure. But for these really big AAA studios, you're, you know, they're not going to see as many pop up as yours go on. Right. Mm-hmm. Un- unlikely. So it, yeah. it, it sucks that we're getting to the point where it's just a matter of the console, the not consoles, um, Sony or, or blizzard or Sony or Microsoft basically just having, you know, a measuring stick contest to whoever can buy the most. Let's put it this way. Uh, Like to go with your analogy with the movie theaters, let's look at something that's already happened with streaming services. Like you have to have like four different streaming services to see all the TV shows you want to see. Like, Oh, these, these certain shows on Netflix, these certain shows on Paramount plus these certain shows are on uh, Hulu or like whatever. They're just spread out everywhere. And you have to pay. uh, So have to use so many subscriptions just to like see everything that's big. Like, and ultimately, crazy. we're just back to the same bundles we were trying to get rid of, essentially, because we're paying for four different streaming services. Yeah, it is It is very silly the way we've gone there. I, I mean, have... I th- how many streaming services do you guys have? I have Crunchyroll, Hulu, Disney+, Netflix, Apple, you Peacock, You personally pay HBO. for all those, or you're paying for Split with my family on. a bit, but I'm paying for four of them, I think. I only have Crunchyroll. Yeah. I don't watch like any TV shows outside of anime. God bless you, man. <laughs> we knew that. Yeah, that's yeah. It just saves you money. Um, yes. I I think I got HBO, Netflix, Hulu, Peacock. I had Crunchyroll for a little while, but I no longer do. Um, and then YouTube, YouTube Premium. Oh, I also have YouTube. Oh fuck, I have YouTube Premium. YouTube Premium is goaded. Honestly, dude, it might be like, the best one. The, the, the moment I went premium, I couldn't go back. Like, yeah, it's so dude, nice. it might be it's like, so it's probably nice. been my most consistent actual subscription. Um, but no, going back to this, I, I actually, I remember when this kind of FTC block came out, when the, the headline several weeks ago really came, you know, if you think about it, it's like the, what we stand to lose here or what's at risk really is call of duty, the number one selling video game every single year for the past decade is about to, there's a chance for it to be exclusively on one ecosystem, right? That's, that's what's at risk here. And like, simply put, like, it's just too big of a financial asset for, it's like too big to only be on one ecosystem is it. I Mm. I feel that way personally. I know that obviously Sony and Nintendo feel that way. And like, you know, Xbox or, you know, the executives at Xbox can tweet out all they want. Like we promise to, uphold this agreement and like you know we are going to leave call of duty on playstation but there's no guarantee that they will do that like that's not a that's that's not a contract right that's not a real formalized thing that's like a good faith tweet that that they're tweeting you know so i'm with you matt it's like 
it's I, I would rather them not acquire them, honestly. It's just like such a big it's sixty-nine billion, right? It's, it's just ma- it's massive. It is massive, massive. And like, I mean, I don't know. Um Activision Blizzard was already big, and then it gets absorbed by somebody else, and it it, it just seems like a, a really risky thing uh, for gamers. And I don't even play Call of Duty, right? I just understand that if like if Call of Duty is only available on one ecosystem, it will make things be very very lopsided and create a very weird gaming environment for sure, and kind of create very unfair advantages and low key be like trust um, monopoly type stuff. And I don't like it. I don't like it. It's a slippery slope. I do have a side note uh, with like the executive talk. Uh, I think it's just like super funny how you're seeing the executives both talking up the deal to get like their sh- like shareholders like excited about it while also talking down on the deal to try to get it to pass. And they're just doing both <laughs> ends of the spectrum <laughs> to yeah, appease everybody. Yeah. So true. <laughs> yeah. A lot of uh, <laughs> corporate politics kind of stuff going a lot of on there corporate sure. uh like mental gymnastic type stuff going on exactly yeah. so uh i got i got one for you guys this is kind of a fun one uh we need some you fun. guys heard of a company called <laughs> just <I'm opening> <laughs> with the same thing again um active speaking of activision blizzard another studio that they acquired is unionizing Funny enough. So oh. this is actually really cool. I've been playing a lot of uh, the new World of Warcraft expansion, which is called World of Warcraft Dragonflight. Very fun. Really, really good expansion. Best that they've had in a little while. Uh, and pretty much the whole uh, base agrees. And the the reason why the expansion has been so fun is because one thing that Blizzard did uh, a little bit ago was acquire a smaller developer called Proletariat, roughly 60 developers um with you know really good chops really good talent um and and said hey we're putting you on dragonflight design it make it good um and make sure people love it right because <laughs> we need people to love world of warcraft again um they crushed it they killed it they did a really really amazing job and proletariat that particular team they're the ones that are unionizing um very cool. It's uh, they actually tweeted out today, December twenty seventh, the Proletariat Workers Alliance or the CWA. We are excited to announce the workers of Proletariat have asked management to voluntarily recognize our union, the Proletariat Workers Alliance. Um, pretty long statement that they put out here, but ultimately, what they're really asking for are kind of your regular things: uh, flexible PTO, optional remote work, uh, no mandatory overtime. Which, Jesus. Uh, that should just be built in uh, and policies fostering diversity, equ- equality and inclusion among the demands they plan to negotiate at the bargaining table if the union drive is successful. So pretty good, in my opinion, very good news. You know, obviously the gaming developer like space, the game development space is notoriously bad to employees. And um, just with the headlines over the last year or two about crunch um, and, you know, some of these headlines actually leading the way. Um, for some games, like I know we recently talked about it with, um, what was the Lego game at? Lego Star Wars Collection. Oh, yeah. Like, there was a big kind of ethos of crunch around that game. And I remember reading headlines about that game's kind of toxic work culture before I even read reviews about the game itself. So ultimately, I think PR wise, it'll be good for these companies to start recognizing these unions. Um, and <laughs> it's pretty cool that a company called Proletariat 
is uh, forming a union. Uh, pretty good. And they do have quite a bit of leverage because they are really crushing it with the new expansion. So um, I think that the guys that did all that, the men and women that worked on this current WoW kind of expansion that we're in, deserve all the, you know, demands. <laughs> they they kind of have they kind of have the whole WoW base like hearts and eyes and ears right now. So um, yeah, no, side. I think it's great. And I love that their name is proletariat. That just feels very right. <laughs> um, awesome. Mickey, or hot Mickey, are you eating? What? I hear him are eating. You, He's eating. Hot Mickey, eating stop snacking, you scamp. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it's going in and out what of you. What are you hearing? We're catching you. Like, uh, are you. Are you eating anything right now? No. Oh, really? Like, Why'd you mute? Why'd you mute just now? I, I muted him. I had mute. Because I, did you not hear that, Lucas? <laughs> you're chewing on something dude I, am I? I heard you eating chips you were eating chips before we hit record right no are you serious Mickey Something's going I was on not eating before we hit record no alright alright well we'll figure <laughs> well, this Mickey, out just mute yourself and you're not talking then because okay, okay. we're, we're hearing right. something that sounds okay. like a chipping in yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> it could be anything really could be anything um, yeah so just please thank you and let me just uh hit on my last one here matt i know we're, we're kind of going to be at time here but the uh, i i think we need to mention this because it is going to go away soon but the steam winter sale is happening right now i believe till early january it's going on until I just had it January 5th. So by the time this airs, you guys will have roughly a week to grab some of these. Um, I found some stuff that I highly recommend. Uh, Elden Ring is $42. Oh, wow. Disco Elysium is $10. Hades is $12.50 on this Steam sale. It's amazing. It's 50% off. Titanfall 2, Matt, Titanfall 2 is $4.80. Titanfall 2 is so good. I love Titan. Titanfall 2 has some of the best multiplayer as well. It's just such a game that shame that game never <laughs> had the game. opportunity to take off. Yeah. Great game. Horrible timing on the release. Gotta say. I do want to say I was going to really suggest to the Discord and everyone on this listening as well to go and buy Return of the Oprah Den. But for some reason, fucking Alpha Chad Lucas Pope was like, hell no, I'm not putting my game on sale. <laughs> it's still. Oh, Lucas Pope. Oh, yeah. I got yeah. it. <laughs> I, was, I, got, I got confused there. <laughs> He's probably yeah. not in charge of that. He probably would. Yeah, but his other game, Papers Please, is on it. So yeah, I wonder, I wonder how that's all decided. That'd be, it'd be, yeah. you know, it'd be a really good episode for us to just kind of like dissect Steam. You know, yeah, really, oh, yeah, really be, do a deep dive on that the Steam ecosystem. I love that. Yeah, uh, Civilization is kind of a crazy huge ecosystem, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just to wrap up here, uh, Civilization Six is six dollars. To the Moon is two dollars, and Outer Worlds, great game, is about twenty bucks. So honestly, Outer build Worlds, up that backlog. Yeah. It's a great time to do it. Um, just like you know, play some of these games throughout January and February while waiting for Hogwarts. Um, and honestly, I think twenty twenty three is looking like a really really good year for video games. Um, but all these games that I just named here will like totally go toe to toe, like in my opinion with whatever's out, these are all like, I mean, we've played half of the games that I just listed here on the podcast and they're just, they're amazing games. hundred mm -hmm. percent. Love it. All right. Well, I think that is all we got today. Hot Mickey, do you have anything else for us? Uh, no, I think that about does it. Mickey, I oh, see wait, wait, you wrote wait. Avatar. You want yeah. to talk about why you just Ooh, wrote the word yeah, Avatar? I, I, was, I was actually just about to mention that. Because not not the movies, because nobody cares about the movies. 
that there's a new Avatar series. So there's Avatar the, last, Avatar the Last Airbender, The Legend of Korra, and now there's going to be one for the from the Earth uh, Nation. Uh, Very excited. That's the Avatar after Avatar Korra. After Korra. Yeah. I really like Avatar, so I'm excited about that. I'm so stoked. Yeah, I think a lot of yeah, people. I'm very excited about that too. Uh, I think it'll be cool. Like, if man, my, my memory's a little hazy on Korra, but Korra was like, they got to scale it back a little bit because, like, she's supposed like, it was really like the problem that she solved. Like, the importance of her is like really, really over, like, really bloated in the universe of the show. So I really wonder how they're going to scale that back and like make whatever the Earth Avatar does feel big. You know, but it's going to be you know, it'd be kind of sick because a, a big thing in core was the Earth Kingdom kind of trying to pull a fire kingdom on everyone. If the Earth, if they try and do it again and then the, the avatar is from there, the avatar is like, let's Ooh. get him, boys. Earth Kingdom. Oh, he's like an anti-hero. He's oh, like an evil yeah. guy. Oh, you know? the opposite. Oh, way were. that'd be fun. It'd be sick if in the new one, there's like a shitload of airbenders now because they've had like another hundred years or so to oh, like repopulate yeah. so there's like maybe the airbenders are actually like violent or Imperialist, like tribal yeah. you know like yeah you maybe they're crazy, suck everyone's you know? air out just yeah, <laughs> yeah. breath bending that's, that's how uh, i think his name is here like starts just killing people like he literally just like suffocates them in a little ball yeah yeah I remember that. Back. he makes, right, a, okay, he makes so a vacuum basically quick question who if 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 all the element bending like was real who who's like simply the deadliest which which ele which element bending oh, you gotta think water because they can blood bend well earth uh, airbenders can just suck all the breath out of you instantly and yeah but if you start blood bending someone they're not even gonna be able to do that yeah i guess so i i think i think it, i think i agree with you i think it's waterbenders but water, um, water is literally everything. lightning you. Yeah. And earth so. isn't, but not, not all firebenders can do it though. And earth bending isn't really clearly defined as like, what is earth? You know, like in a modern world, could I bend asphalt concrete? Like, Oh yeah. That's a really, that's a, maybe we'll, maybe we'll address that in the new, yeah, the, yeah, earth, the earth bending the, avatar is going to be very years. like, because I mean, be you also think rock would, because I mean, you throw a rock at someone that's going to do some damage. <laughs> yeah, you, um, can, you can instantaneously but, kill somebody as an earthbender by just shooting, making a bullet full of like that's made of earth, and just shooting it, or just shooting it at someone's forehead. <laughs> this is you know yeah. what I'm saying. This is a good debate episode. Each of us that gets an element, and we try to argue uh, yeah. who's the deadliest. Yeah, an yeah. Oh, we could, we could go on for the avatar. We'll be able to metal bend. Oh, they, yeah, yeah, they should they should be able to I yeah. imagine. Yeah, yeah, Man, we could go on for quite a while with this one, but that's all we got today, everyone. Uh, <laughs> as always, it's been a long episode. We got to learn to record. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, as yeah. always, everyone, you can find us online at CFE Podcasts. That's at CFE Podcasts with an S at the end. Uh, shoot us an email at explainpod at gmail dot com. Uh, come into the Discord and let us know what game you're looking forward to most in twenty twenty three. I know that episode kind of already dropped, but still very topical um and follow your good buddy matt on twitter uh good idea matthew uh mickey where can the lovely people find you yeah you can find me on twitter at teals underscore bcb or on the discord where i'm talking there a lot trying to 
break any kind of gaming news I see, like the Steam 2020, uh, 2022 uh, update for everybody. So if you go to your Steam profile, you can see what you've been doing for the year. I think it's been pretty dope. A lot of twenty five percent of mine on Steam was golf with friends. <laughs> oh, I gotta do that still for myself. Yeah, and then uh, Lucas, where can the lovely people find you? You could find me on Instagram at Good Idea Lucas, and you could find me on the Discord. Um, feel free to hit me up, DM me, talk to me about video games, hot takes, what have you. Love it, all right, everyone. This has been. Thanks for playing. Catch you next time. Scooby Bop. Thanks for playing as a production of Good Ideas Only. Your hosts are Lucas Luna and Matt Rockaby. Her music was done by the impeccable Samuel Luna. And her logo design was done by the talented Isaac Palestino. Special thanks to the Roll Call Bunch and Red Circle 